wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends And I can't wait to get on the road again Welcome to On the Road Again Ministries. My name is Mark Smith, and I'm so glad to be with you today. First, I want to thank you for what you guys do. Without you, we would not have anything on our shelves in the stores we shop. I would like to jump in and take a ride with you by you listening to this CD. We got some testimonies, some music that I believe is going to encourage you and speak to your heart. These testimonies come from truck drivers just like you. These guys have faced the struggles of life and have been changed by God's power and His love. First, you're gonna hear from Doug and Mike as they tell their story. Thanks for hanging out with us today, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey guys, this is Doug, man. I'm really, really excited to be able to share just a little bit of my life with you, a little bit of my story with you. Well, I've been driving for about 20 years in transport and heavy equipment and stuff like that, so I know what you guys are doing and uh, I got much respect for everybody out there. I just want to get right into it, man. I'm Like I said, I'm 46. I was brought up in a really good home, man. No abuse, no neglect, no divorce, no, you know, anything like that you know not the perfect family but a good family my parents were married for 50 years you know i got a brother uh we had 32 foster children over that amount of time for you know medical reasons from all parts of the world different countries so i've always been brought up in a loving environment you know and just accepting people no matter what their infirmity no matter what they looked like no matter where they were from you know i've just always been brought up in that and i got really really far off track at a young age when i was about 14. Um, i just started making decisions that impacted honestly my life for the next 23 years you know um you know young boy hormones raging you know no christian foundation like i said i had a good foundation but i didn't have a christian foundation so you know young kid hormones raging i started looking at stuff i shouldn't look at and man it led to a 22 year addiction 24 7 365 this addiction just took over my life you know i started going to parties hanging out with the wrong crowd trying to fit in man started drinking started drugging and that led to a 22 year addiction you know no breaking it it was i'm all in you know if i do something i'm all in 100 so it it just took everything that i was it took all my time it took all my thought it took all my resources it took everything you know i got into music I'm a musician, I play guitar, I got into music at a young age and, you know, started listening to metal. Uh, I, it just got really, really, really dark, you know, and I, I don't want to spend a lot of time there, you know, I would, I'd rather get to how God turned my life around, but from the age of 14 to the age of 36, man, I was really, really, really off base. Everything was dark, I was full of rage, I was full of hate. I was full of anger, I was full of darkness, I was full of dope, I was full of drugs, I was full of drinking, I was full of women, I was full of negativity, I was full of images and things that just had no place in my life and it was all destroying me, it was wearing me out, it was just sucking the life out of me, it was making me paranoid and I did not know how to get away from it. I've been with the same woman for 25 years and that's a blessing right there because she really has no reason to have stayed with me. And you know, that's a story for another time, but man, 
I just did her wrong for a long time. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't the man that I should have been to her, but you know, thank God she hung around and she's a beautiful part of my story. But I remember looking at my wife, just not knowing how to get out of what I was into. So what happened to me? Let me read a scripture real quick. Genesis 50, 20 says, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God used it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people's lives. I just had this encounter with Jesus inside my house. I was not at a church. I was not at a service. I was not at a conference. I just had this moment in my house where Jesus come, the Holy Spirit come and visited me through another man's story, just like I'm telling you here today. Someone's story impacted me so much. Another man that was living a lifestyle that I lived and he didn't know how to escape. He didn't know how to get out of the darkness. He didn't know how to get clean. He didn't know how to get joy. He didn't know how to get peace. And he had his encounter, and he was just telling his story, just like I'm telling you today. And and I heard it, and I listened to it, and I rewound it, and I listened to it again, and I heard his heart in it. I saw the look in his eyes. I, I, I listened to the words he was saying, and he said the only way he found peace, the only way he found joy, the only way he found a way to escape the drugs, the alcohol, the perversion, all this stuff was his relationship with Jesus Christ. And the only way he said he found it was through the word and through a Christian community of people that were supporting him and correcting him and guiding him and giving him biblical foundation to stand upon. And man, I, I remember I was making fun of the man, actually, and I got up and I, I just sat there and I evaluated myself. I saw myself as a sinner for the first time. I saw myself and, and evaluated the things that I've been doing and knowing that I, had, I, I couldn't escape. I tried to escape. I tell my wife I was tired, but I didn't know how to get away. It'd been 22, 23 years, but what else was I going to do in my life? This is just who I was. I was trapped. I was going to live like this forever. I was going to die like this, and but I wasn't happy. I had no joy. I had no peace. I had nothing going good for me, honestly, nothing. But so I got up and I said, man, there's got to be a Bible in this house, even my house. In the darkness that I was living, I said, there's got to be a Bible in this house somewhere. So I got up and I found it and I started to get in the Word, and the Word began to change me. It wasn't like I went to church and said, hey, I got to be like these people. I just began to change when I read the Word. I don't have a magic scripture for you. I don't have anything like that. But since then, I'm on the praise team at the church. I'm a worship leader at the church. God has taken that dark music that I've used to listen to and he's changed it. He's taken that evil thing and changed it to good. I used to be the, the porn addict. I used to be a drug addict. Now I minister to women that are wrapped up in drug addiction being ministered to by an ex-porn addicted drug addict. And that's what God's done in my life. My marriage is good again. My, my, I got two beautiful children. Just all that stuff. God has just turned around and he's changed it. But most of all, he's changed my heart. He's taken away the rage. He's taken away the paranoia. He's taken away just all the stuff that was killing me. And he's turned it around for good, just like that scripture says. Everything that you meant for evil, God has turned around for good and has used it for the saving of many people. 
So brothers out there on the road, man, I know you got a lot coming at you. You got a lot of temptation. You got a lot of loneliness. You got a lot of things just coming at you from every direction, man. God is real. God is good. Jesus loves you guys. And I don't know how else to say it except God completely changed my life in a moment, in a day, in one encounter. Man, you guys be blessed out there. Be safe. My name's Mike Wiley, and I'm going to give you gentlemen my testimony today out here in the trucking world. I was born from a loving family, and uh, we went to church. I eventually, after my father died, which devastated my world, I got out of church and went 
got into drugs, real heavy and running wild. So I had to join the military to keep going to prison. <laughs> and uh, that worked real good. I got a lot of discipline out of it. But I got out and got back into drugs. And my life just went all to pieces, you know, and I knew the Lord. And I just never done one right thing. Just never done one right thing. Run around with loose women and drugs and just people I shouldn't have been around. But there was one day, I was driving a truck a few years ago, and I I got started back to church and got back out. And I was driving a truck, and this man come up to me in the Waffle House and told me his granddaughter died. Little baby. I didn't know that he had a new grandbaby. And uh, said they didn't have the money to, to bury her, that a friend of his buried her. And I knew this friend and his wife. Said they didn't have the money for the marker. So... I was just getting in the good job, you know, just had quit doing drugs about a year before that. And they came up and, and told me that, and I've never had $1,100 in my life. I've always been a poor man. I happened to have about $1,150 in the bank. And I called the, the funeral home in Dawsonville, and they said, well, and this is the Lord. I, I mean, I went up and down the road for two weeks crying, thinking about that poor little baby passing away. And uh, they... Uh, I called the funeral home and asked him, I said, how much would the market be? And he told me, he said, the cheapest one we got is about 900 up to 11, 1200 They don't make a lot of the market. So I told him to give me the one in $1,100 range. And I got the grandfather, we went over there and brought the market. Well, to tell you how the Lord will bless you if you listen to him and do what he wants you to do. He told me to go and do this. Lord wanted me to go and buy that baby a market, and I did. That week, my bills was $300 short or something like that. I ended up with $300 extra dollars that week after I planned my bills out. And the Lord's been blessing me ever since. He put me in the path of a good Christian woman. And that's not no glory to me. That's the glory to the Lord. He put that money in there for me to do this with. You know what I mean? And uh, he put me in the path of a good Christian woman up in Montego, Tennessee. Her name's Edith. And me and her, we're just, we're just very best of friends. And She's the one that gave me the first CD I listened to that brought me back to church. Because at the time, I wasn't coming back to church. You know, I was still out there running wild and wasn't doing no drugs, but I was driving a truck running wild. And uh, I listened to it, and I related to what this CD said. The testimonies these drivers gave, it kind of touched my heart. And uh, I came back to church, and I've given my testimony one time at the men's meeting up there. But I'm going to tell you how the Lord works and how he's worked in my life anyway. It's probably been about eight or nine years ago. My birthday's on 9-11. My son came up to me, and this was one of the best blessings, the biggest blessings I've ever had in my life. And we're going out to eat, and I said, I can't go out to eat because I got to work, you know. He said, well, can I walk you to your truck? And I said, yeah. And we was walking to my truck, and he walked beside me. He said, do you remember when I had an appendix operation? I said, yes. He said, uh, well, they done some tests on me, and they found out that I've got a problem. I said, what is it? And we was walking. I was looking down at the ground, you know, and uh, he said, I got a brain tumor. Well, you could have blown me over with a feather. That hit me so hard, and I stopped and looked up at him. I said, what did you just say to me? And he said, I got a brain tumor. And they've been watching this for two years. My son wouldn't tell me and his mother about it because he didn't want us to worry until they found out what was hard about it you know and it was moving up or down one way's good one way's bad well it was moving the bad way so on 9-11 he told me this but a week later they was going to do surgery on him 
Well, I cried and I prayed and I cried and I prayed. They're going to prep him on Thursday. Now, this is on Friday. The following Friday, they're going to do surgery. And I cried and I prayed and I cried and I prayed. And I remembered. The Lord come to me and told me, when you pray, believe. Don't keep praying about the same thing over and over and over. you got to believe. you got to believe with your heart, not your head, but your heart. So I went to church, and this guy they called the prayer warrior, me and him got down and prayed. He told me that. you got to believe with your heart. I said, I do. I believe in my heart. This is going to be okay. So Thursday, I called him. I said, what room are you in? They're getting ready for surgery. He said, I'm not in room. I'm at home. I said, what are you doing at home? You're supposed to be in the hospital. He said, you ain't going to believe this. Well, a smile come from my ear to my ear. I said, oh, yes, I will, too. And he said, they'd done x-rays and could not find the tumor. They brought two specialists in, one from Augusta and one from Atlanta. And they can't even find the scar where the tumor ever was. And they've been watching this for two years. And I got a buddy who says, he knows the Bible from front to back. He said, how can that happen? Come on, Wiley, think about it. Duh. <laughs> God, how, can it, how else can it happen, you know? He took that tumor out of my son's head, no scar, no nothing. And to this day, 10 years later, he's doing great. Got me two of the most beautiful granddaughters in the world. And I love you, Jesus. Love you, God, for helping him and healing him the way you did and letting me, letting me be a witness to this miracle that he's done. It's just, I've never seen anything like it. I've heard of, heard of miracles, but it's never happened to my family. And until you have a, a child that comes up to you and tells you he's got a disease that's going to kill him, you'll never know how I felt. I mean, it just, it ripped me apart. And right now, and I promised the Lord I wouldn't do no more drugs. Well, let me tell you something. Credence Clearwater Revival came out with a song a long time ago that never got published called Oh No, Not You and I. And it says about who walked on water, who moved the mountains, Oh No, Not You and I. And it says who takes the promises that you don't have to keep, Oh No, Not You and I. We don't have to keep our promises to him because he loves us anyway. He loves us just as if we were perfect, you know. And it, I didn't keep my promise. I kept doing drugs, but I never would have get around my children with it, you know. They never did know nothing about it. And I'd never done one right thing in my life, hardly. And uh, when he healed my son, I knew I had to straighten up. I had to fulfill my promise to God. I had to do what I was supposed to do. And when I met that woman in Monteagle, that and the CDs I listened to brought me back to church. But the Lord has blessed me because... I've, like I said, I've never done one right thing in my life, dude, drinking liquor, chasing women, you know, just doing everything wrong that I could possibly do. But God loved me anyway. By all medical ethics, I'm supposed to be crippled from a broke back. I'm not even supposed to be walking, and I work harder than any man I know. Always have. And why I'm not dead from drugs, only God. Because my body, I have no health problems, no health problems whatsoever. And that's because God healed my body. He kept me from get, being sick from the drugs and the alcohol and the abuse of my body the way I was doing and everything. And I'm telling you, till you experience it, you just don't understand it. You don't understand it at all. I've got several friends that just, we used to run wild together. They're truck drivers and they're, they're saved and going to church. One of them's a commissioner in Dawsonville. And we never thought we'd be where we at right now with God when we was running young. And that's because God didn't let us go. We had choices. He let us make our own choices. But we did not keep running. We finally just surrendered. Said, okay, God, here I am. You got me. I'm yours. And I'm not perfect by no means. 
I'm not perfect. I'm not where I need to be, but I'm not where I used to be, and I sure ain't where I'm going to be. Right now, I'm, I'm probably the happiest I've ever been. If I know life was this good being a Christian years ago, I'd have done it a long time ago, you know? <laughs> I guess on that, I'll just hush for right now, <laughs> or I'll keep going day in and day out. <laughs> like I said, trucking business, I'm a bucket mouth. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back. It's Mark. That's one of the things I love about Jesus. He will meet you right where you are. His love shows up in the middle of addiction, porn, depression, and pride. You know, church is a wonderful place to come and meet Jesus, but he will meet you in your truck, in your home, anywhere, just like he did with Doug. As we heard in Michael's story, his love will keep showing up even when you mess up. God never gave up on Michael and God will never give up on you. Hope you enjoyed the song, I Was There, by Matt Carroll. Up next, we'll hear the song, Rodeo Preacher, by Bruce Haynes. We'll also hear testimonies from Mark Kirsch and Hector. straw horse with a cap gun in his hand and in his dreams he must have fought every outlaw in the land when he turned 18 he joined the rodeo He went from town to town Breaking horses and bones He must have won a thousand trophies Some say he was the best He rode every bronc That ever came out of the west His body bore the scars Was the price he had to pay So he started drinking whiskey Said it helped ease the pain and Then one night in Oakey City He found a Bible by his bed John 3.16 had been underlined in red And in that little run-down motel He met someone who turned his life around Now he's rescued more cowboys Than all the rodeo clowns Called him rodeo preacher. Lord, he could ride them all. He would lend a helping hand when some cowboy take a fall. Well, he worked the rodeo circuit, Calgary down to Galveston. Led cowboys to Jesus 
That's how the West was won Well, they called him Rodeo Preacher Lord, he could ride them all He would lend a helping hand When some cowboy take a fall Circuit, Calgary down to Galveston. He led cowboys to Jesus. That's how the West was won. Yeah, he led cowboys to Jesus. That's how the West was won. My name is Mark Kirsch, I'm 56 years old, born and raised in Gainesville, Georgia. Hadn't always been a church member, but at 12 years old, I, I thought I had made a decision with the Lord and thought I got saved, got baptized, but really all I done was got, got dunked. I went through life, you know, I tell people, I, yeah, I'm saved, I'm saved. I'd speak at church, uh, you know, try to give a testimony, but just something just wasn't right. You know, almost like I was like I was just trying to tell a story. Satan had me right where he wanted me, so he wouldn't bother me too much because he, he knew I was lost. And uh, as I got older and got in my teen years, got a little wild, you know, like I said, Satan was right there. But I just, I knew something went right. I thought, you know, all the friends, other friends I had that I went to church with, they were out there with me too. And uh, so I thought, well, maybe everything's okay. And I got on up into my twenties and I was having a revival service at a church. The man was preaching. He gave the invitation and uh, when he gave the invitation, he uh, asked everybody, and uh, this has been a long time ago, but he asked everybody in the church, he said, uh, how many of you know who Ronald Reagan is? Everybody in the church raised their hand. How many people have ever met him personally? Everybody had to put their hand down. Then he went on and used that. He said, well, that's what we are with Jesus. He said, everybody knows who Jesus is, but it takes a personal relationship. And uh, and I knew right then, I thought, you know, I thought, something's wrong here. And I, I, that I, I know who Jesus is. I know what, uh, what I'm supposed to do. I know all the words. I know all the actions. But I've never met him personally. And... Uh, um, there's people up praying. My dad, for one, and my dad prayed. He he prayed. He prayed. And he prayed. And he prayed for people to be saved. And uh, so I went up that night. Had a little old lady that, that was our pastor's wife, and uh, she prayed. She prayed with me, and she thought I'd been saved too. And uh, she'd asked me. She said, "Are you sure?" And I said, I, "I know I'm not." So she prayed with me and prayed with till she knew I was sure. Till I knew I was sure. And uh, I got up, 
And I got up from my seat, and I knew right then where I was going. From now till the day I die, I know exactly where I'm going to. Uh, got up, my dad, he he come up and give me a big old hug, and uh, he said, I was praying for somebody to get saved. He said, I didn't know I was praying for you. And that always sort of stuck with me. Uh, the CD, it's been prayed over. The men that give their testimonies, they've prayed over this. We don't know who we're praying for, but we know that somebody needs this message. And you may know who Jesus is, but have you ever met him personally? And that's, that's the main thing, just to know that you've met him and accepted him into your heart. You can know exactly who he is, but until you've met him personally, then uh, you're going to hell just as just as hard as the hardest sinner, or you can be the best person in the world, but until you've met Jesus personally, you're on the wrong path. And that's what my prayer is, that maybe one person can hear this and, uh, and know that uh, you don't have to go down that road to hell, that you can, that you can know Jesus personally. And you can, you'll know, you'll know when you know. And uh, that's, my, that's my testimony. Hello, my name is Hector, and I thank God for the for this opportunity to uh, be a part of this uh, ministry. Um, the intentions of, of the Lord and of this ministry is to encourage uh, encourage all of us through this walk that we've been called into this walk of Christianity. We've been called into this call of faith, of hope, of everlasting life with the Lord in heaven and on this earth. So this is the gospel that was presented to me as a young man in my early 20s. And I thank God for that calling that was given to me. And I accepted that calling and I started walking with Jesus as a, as a young man. I'm in my mid-40s and uh, I started this walk in my early 20s. And um, this this gospel came to me in a, in a time of um, a disarray. I was disoriented. Um, uh, just pretty much running wild with the things of this world. As a young man, I lived in New York, and uh, there was an ample opportunity uh, to taste all of the things that this world might uh, offer you. Everything that is actually apart from godliness that this world will offer. And I uh, participated in that heavily, I would say, and I kind of opened up those doors and I and I walked through those doors for for a period of my time, and it um, it pretty much uh, gave me a lot of sour grapes. And a lot of things uh, began to uh, fall apart, and then the gospel was presented to me that a different way of life, a hope, in a time where I was in, in desperate need of uh, supernatural uh, help you know I got myself into deep waters and I needed a breakthrough I needed a change I needed a godly interference that would come to my life and um, and deliver me from pretty much this mess that I got myself into and I thank God for for that mercy and that grace that was presented to me and I was delivered from all of these uh, things that you know you can imagine as as you know, you participate in the world, you know, there's just so much sin out there. And then uh, sin begins to uh, mold and begins to shape in everything that you do. And it just kind of, it masters you. It, it just governs you. It, you become a puppeteer of that sin nature. 
that you open up these doors to. So this gospel's come to me and, um, you know, I believed, I believed in the name of Jesus. I believe in everlasting life. I believe that God will deliver me and, and help me through these situations and, and take away these desires that I had inside of me that were, uh, taking me far apart from, from anything that was godliness. So this, this, Christ that was preached to me, I accepted and he came to live on the inside of me. Then there began a different work in my life, the working of Christ likeness, where, where Christ uh, come to live on the inside of me and, and I keep walking in those steps of Christ likeness and, and God began to work in my life and obviously he begins from the inside uh, from your heart you know and he comes to live on the inside and then you know he began to mold me and shape me in, in his likeness and in his image so this walk that we have you know I can say it's sort of um, given me a, a spiritual compass of life uh, of direction, of, uh, of my spirituality, of these yearnings that were inside of my heart that uh, I'm pretty sure that you have as well. There's a yearning inside of us to seek the spiritual things, the, the things that have meaning and the things that are real. So I pray that uh, through this ministry and, and the gospel that probably has been presented to you that you as well take this road of faith, of hope, of Christ-likeness, that, uh, that you allow God to, to, sh to shape His personality in you and give you hope and give you an eternal assurance of, of heaven and the things that He has provided for all of those who have believed in His name. So this is what has happened, you know, I'm, I'm a trucker, we pick up a load and we have a, a place to deliver it. and. Um, you know, we, we have instruments like maps and GPSs that guide us through the roads and um, navigate through this point of delivery that we have to get to. So these are tools that are provided, you know, for us as truckers. So, you know, God provided for me a, uh, a tool, if I might say it that way, of navigating through, through the spiritual aspect of this life here in this world which is the word of god which is the truth the bible and uh so i grabbed a hold of that i needed help to navigate through the things of this world that would get me to that promised land so i pray and uh, that you continue on your path of of christ likeness and i thank you for this opportunity and god bless thank you Wow, I loved hearing Hector's and Mark's testimony. Maybe you can relate to Hector's story or Mark's story. Hector was brought up in New York and got involved in some evil things, but Hector had a praying mama. One day, Hector made a decision to go all in for Jesus and his life was forever changed. Mark never did anything really bad, but he was just as lost as Hector. He knew about Jesus, but he really didn't know Jesus as his savior. Mark also made the decision to accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. You know, guys, you could be one decision away from a totally different life. Up next, we're going to hear from another driver named Mike. And we're going to hear some music from Mike Manuel called Great Fixer Upper. And then a song from Jim Thompson titled, It's Going to Happen. Hey, man, I'm ready. 
Backed in a corner Not made of walls Surrounded by failure That taught him to fall Oh, he's got more trouble Than life should ever allow His wife just left him And the bills are stacked high And this pain in his heart It don't stop when he cries But he knows a great fixer upper Up in the sky Who never questions he don't need to know why and he specializes in those hearts at the end of the line a little prayer a few changes some fixing up and he'll be now there's two sides to a story So he lives on his But on the other side He's got two kids Oh, and they need Up there on his wall As tears dim his vision Don't wait, care at all But he knows a great fixer-upper Up in the sky who never asks questions He don't need to know why And he specializes In those hearts At the end of the line A little prayer A few changes Some fixing up
Well, my name's Mike Seabold. I live over in Gainesville, Georgia. I stayed on the road running truck for 22 years over the road and then went local, but I actually started when I was about 15 year old with my old man. Prior to that, I'd started my first drug activity started when I was 14, first pill I ever took in my life. And it started there and then I got involved in trucking and in pills and and just staying up all the time and like I said earlier 22 years of it and in 1992 I won't never forget August 26 when it happened that's when the Lord changed my life it's something that a lot of people have been trying to do and convert me but it took the power of God to do it and I recognized that it was God and quit running all them years and accepted the Lord as my Lord and Savior and I don't regret a minute of it. That's what I was telling some guys a while ago about taking a stand. Everyone needs to take a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ because one day you're going to stand before him. And I can assure you that the most important decision I ever made in my life was when I accepted the Lord. All the years that I wasted on the road now, it was a good living. I made a good living, but I'd done a lot of wrong. That got me involved in drugs and then more drugs as I went on. But the Lord changed all that when it come about. I won't never forget that date when it happened. And since then, I still kind of semi-retired now. Fool around a little bit with some trucks, but believe it or not, he called me to do a ministry and I'd do it in jail and I wouldn't take nothing for it. It's awesome. I just could say, you know, to anybody that's listening, the best opportunity, the best decision, the, the most important decision you'll ever make in your life is what you do with the Lord Jesus Christ because it's eternal. You're just passing through this world, and I understand it's driving a truck on the road for 20-something years that it's hard to do in the environment, in the lifestyle that we had to live in out there and that you gentlemen had to live in today. But... It can be done. You can worship God anywhere because He's everywhere. He listens. It don't say nowhere in the Bible that you got to be in a church or in a pulpit or at altar to give your heart to God. That's just, you know, uh, sometimes I just get beside myself talking about it. I just I love what He's done for me. I wouldn't trade it. Y'all just have to bear with me just a minute. <laughs> I get a little choked up sometimes because uh, you'd have to understand where I come from. I always, I, and I preach this message to the men in jail a lot, and not just jail, but on the streets or to some of my fellow truck friends or people I just know, is the most important decision I said is what you'll do with the Lord Jesus. And I'll tell you, that's the most happiest you'll ever be in your life. For years, I searched for happiness, and I thought drugs and alcohol and money and all that was happiness. But the next day, I still had an empty spot deep down inside of me that would know, no matter how much alcohol I drank or how many drugs I took or how much money I had and everything else that goes with it, I still had a dark place inside of me. But like I said earlier, August 26, 1992, when I accepted Lord Jesus, my Lord and Savior, I found happiness, and I'm so proud that I've done that, and I hope and pray that a lot of you drivers out there that gets to hear this takes time to thank the good Lord 
or maybe talk to him, or maybe just ask him to come in your heart and save him. I said, save you. I said, it's just that simple. I said, there's no big, hard routine to it. All you got to do is talk to him and just say, Lord, will you save my soul? And he'll do it. That's as simple as it can get, gentlemen. And I've seen in my time since 1992 serving Jesus, my Lord and Savior, I've seen a lot of people's lives get touched. You don't never know that the key, you may be the key player to your family to changing the whole family or changing someone they said will never change. They may be looking towards you to change for them to change. That's just the way the world is. That's the way the people in the world is. But never underestimate God's power because he holds everything in his hand. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There'll be no more before him, no after him. There's a lot of different types of testimonies, but that was my trucking part of it. And uh, I'm so glad the Lord changed my life, and I'm so glad that I get to do the things I do for him because without him, I'd be nothing. In good possibility, without him, I may not be here today. It's gonna happen. It won't be long till I'm walking I'm waiting for that trumpet sound He made a promise He'd be back soon Springtime, fall or winter Or maybe even in the month of June But I know it's gonna happen Cause he doesn't lie And he said Be ready Anytime He's gonna meet us Up in the air And everyone Who loves him Will be there Days of disappointment What a story from Mike. Hey, I got another friend who is also a driver named Stan, and he was talking about adopting his children. 
That's what the Bible says God has done for us. You may feel like you're all alone and don't have a family. The devil would love for you to believe no one really wants you or loves you. Listen to me. God has chosen you. He loves you and he wants you. He wants you to be adopted into the family of God. He wants to be your father and he sees more in you than you could ever see in yourself. See, God did not send his son into the world to offer us religion, but he sent his son into the world so we could have a relationship with him and be adopted into the family of God. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the ride. I pray the testimonies and music have encouraged you while you're out there on the highways of the USA. If you like what you're listening to, feel free to check us out online at ontheroadagain.biz. There are some resources that may help you out in anything you're going through. We've got some guys, if you want to, that will pray for you and encourage you with the Word of God. When you're on the road, you're not alone. On the Road Again Ministries is praying for you, and we hope to be a blessing to all you drivers. Do me a favor. Pass this CD on to another driver friend of yours. Pray for us as we desire to jump in and ride with every truck driver in the USA with testimonies, with a word, music, prayer, and encouragement. Thanks again, and my name is Mark Smith with On The Road Again Ministries. Be safe and be blessed, my friend.